Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. We're here. We're here. In the LA Vegas studio. Yeah. Are we sure that uh, the audio is working? No, actually, not. <laughs> actually, we check a little bit. Let me see. Well, I can hear you and you can hear me. So that's, yeah. that's, that's a start. As, as far as we go. And it's recording. So nice. I, well, that's one, two, and three things. We, that let are the green light. Chi- we let the chips fall. <laughs> yep. Speaking of letting the chips fall. So, um, wanted to have this conversation about, there was a post that I, like a little meme post. It was like a little quote card that I posted a couple of years ago, and it really had a huge impact. It got shared a lot. And it said very simply, let whoever think whatever. And it's catchy, but it also gets to this kind of, it gets to the bottom of kind of like letting people have the full experience of you. And I was just thinking about this because I actually got a DM today from a gal who said, you know, how do I really how do I allow myself to, to be my authentic self online? And, you know, how do you get to the point where like, you just feel like you can be yourself on the internet and sometimes, and I get this and I want to validate this. If you're new to the space, especially you're going to feel as though you have to be someone else. you have to be, you know, uh, maybe someone you followed or someone who has like quote the recipe for success. Um, and I think I felt prey to that, especially in the, the beginning. If you guys follow the best life or listen to this podcast, you know, that Danny J and I, maybe we're not a hundred percent ourselves, but we're pretty damn fucking close. And, I think it takes a lot of these small moments of ripping the bandaid off and allowing for people to see the weird, quirky human things that are you. Nothing's wrong with those things, but I think we feel like there's a way to be and a way to not be. And anything that's not in line with how to be um, feels risky. It feels risky to show that side. So it's not that your quirks or your little kind of weird, if you guys follow the best life and you see our memes, like they're a little bit like, you know, they're, they're definitely edgy. Um, we think they're hilarious, but also we definitely realize that everyone has their, has their line in the sand. Maybe sometimes it crosses that, but we kind of got to this point where we felt like it was a disservice to not people ha- let people have the full experience of us. So one of the things we say in our bio is we'll make you feel normal, real and raw. And that's really what it is. And it's not for everybody. It's not everyone's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Some people want a little uh, filter on it, you know, want a little bit more censorship. don't like the cussing, whatever. But I think that if you're doing a disservice to the people in your life, whether that is on social media or just even simply the people in your life, not allowing for them to have the full experience of you. Now they can opt out, right? You can unfollow someone on social if it's a no. But I think that not only is it a disservice to them to let them have all the information, but it's also stifling your actualization, your self-realization of who you actually are. And a lot of people don't know who they are. And I think it's important to to feel safe sharing those things. Yeah, I love that you said, and I was going to add it in, which I think it's a big disservice to yourself because when you don't get to be yourself, um, you don't get to know if people really like you for you. And there's a weird, there's another like kind of quote, something like that is like, I'd rather have people love me for who I am than, or sorry, hate me for who I am than love me for who I'm not. And when you're being someone else and you have people around you, like loving you, supporting you, and you're like deep down, you know, you're not being your true self. You start to question all of your relationships. You start to question yourself. You start to 
feel like you have to keep up with this facade and feeling like, man, if people really knew me, if they knew the real me, they wouldn't like me. And so you, I feel like it all takes a lot of energy too. Like, I feel like you, you end up more exhausted. You're tired. You might find yourself stuck on what to post and how to, and what to write and what to say, because you're trying to think of what would this person uh, of some character that you created, think of you if they saw this and you start doing this weird mental gymnastics and it's exhausting. And while it can also be, I don't know, it can hurt your feelings. If you post things and you get like a Karen calling you out or somebody getting upset or someone posting, they're unfollowing you. And those kind of things feel they hurt in the moment, especially when you're trying so hard to get every new follower. Um, but ultimately over time, you start to attract the people who really love you for you, who are really there for your message, who are really true, like hardcore fans and followers or customers and clients instead of ones that are just following you for like the, the fake stuff. And I, I also dare to say it lands different. You know, I think when you kind of water yourself down, your messages watered down, you don't have as many lines in the sand and people aren't championing for championing for you as much they are like yeah she's cool but there's always there seems to be something missing and it is super scary to put lines in the sand and i will say you know even as we're saying having this conversation there are still certain things that jill and i don't really bring up on in our brands and in our business their lines in the sand for us personally or if you knew us you would know where we stand but you know things there's like political things or I don't know, social things that are going on that we just don't tend to talk about on our um, platforms. But those things, I think ultimately when I, when I think about it, I think if people knew the real me, if people knew who I was, they're going to know how I feel about certain things. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. There are definitely people who just make broad assumptions about who you are, but that's always on them. That's their experience and you can't control their experience of you. So you, if you are as true to yourself as possible, you're not going to worry about begging people to come back, begging people to follow you or listen to you or buy your stuff because you know who you are, you know what you stand for. Um, you take ownership and responsibility for mistakes that you make. And then back to the first like sentence is then you just let the chips fall. Yep. No, it's 100% true. And I, I think about it from the perspective of like, even it being a trust trigger, like a trust, like if I see you and it's funny, cause I think it was actually Lisa Bilyeu's had uh, Matthew Hussey on and he's a relationship expert. And I thought like it was on a impact relationship impact. What's it called? A uh, relationship theory, relationship theory. Mm -hmm. Um, and she had him on and he's a relationship guy. And he said, you can, you know, you can trust, a potential partner when they share something that goes mm. against their pitch. So for example, if you're talking to someone new and they're like, yeah, like I, you know, like they just, they say something like, Hey, I'm really into you. And I would definitely love to sleep with you, but I'm not in the, I'm not looking for a relationship. He's like, if they tell you something that goes against them getting what they want, then it's a trust trigger. Like it's, it's a trust, it's like a trust agent. Like you can actually trust that person. And I think it's very similar in the space. If like you're sharing something that is hard to share, or you're sharing something that's vulnerable, or you're sharing something like we don't do that for fun, right? We're not like sharing like really scary things for fun. We're scared. We're sharing those things because number one, we think it could be a potential service to someone else to be like, okay, you know, Jill's not that different for me. Danny's not that different for me. But also I know that if I'm sharing something that's hard to share, you will trust me more because I could easily not share it. I could easily just try to be that like perfect 
persona, that perfect person who never steps out of line and never, you know, shows their humanity. I mean, we all know, I think intellectually, you know, that's fake. Um, but it also helps you to trust me more. If I say something that's like really vulnerable or like really hard, I'm not, believe me, I'm not doing that. So like, you'll think I'm amazing. I'm like, it's, it shows who you actually are. And it's funny because they've actually shown in research that if you and I are sitting here talking and I see you like we're having conversation, someone walks up to you and you start talking to that person and you like, you tell them like you lie to them, like even if it's a white lie or something, I'm going to think you're much more likely to lie to me. Right. Cause even though you haven't lied to me or maybe you like, I didn't know, like I see you. Lie. So it's, it's all social, mm-hmm. right? Like it's all interconnected. But if I know that you're really honest with someone and you have the sort of like balls to, to say what you mean, I can trust what you tell me. It happens both ways. It happens the same thing with gossip. If I'm with a friend and they're gossiping at someone else, I'm certainly going to think that they're gossiping about me. You know, and this is hard because it's all relational. And so I think that the main, the biggest service that you can provide to those in your life, whether those are audience members or people following on social or the people closest to you is try to be your true self and pull back the curtain as much as you possibly can to give them all the information. So one of the things that I remember Jade saying was, if you want someone to love you for who you are, you have to have the courage to show them who you are. And at the end of the day, that's really what it comes down to. And to your point, like I want to be loved, appreciated, respected, whatever for me, not for the version that I'm putting forth. And these can be small things, right? I'm not talking about we're being someone completely different. So not like con man status. It's literally like, you're just, I'm not gonna like someone share something vulnerable with you. And you know that you have something that's similar, but you don't, you don't share it because you're like, Ooh, like, I don't want to be the same. Like, that's not me. Like, mm-hmm. right. Even though it is true. So I think we have these small opportunities as we go through our day, as we go through our year to show people and sort of test it out, sort of like try it out. I know that if I have to be someone else or I feel as though I have to be someone else in a group and I've, I've actually been in masterminds like this where I felt like I just couldn't be myself. I couldn't actually share what was really going on in my business or my life. I felt super judged and that doesn't feel safe. And I'm definitely gonna be like, okay, note to self, that's not, I can't be myself in that crew. And I, I refuse to do that. So I'm just like, not gonna be in that crew anymore. Mm. I think there's some things coming up right now in our world where we have this really highly, um, highly emotional. Everyone's in high alert, high emotion. And there's a lot of PC or things that like there's cancel, cancel culture. And a lot of things we feel like we have to be PC. And so, you know, this is something I really struggled with actually back last June after the George Floyd, um, uh, murder and just a lot of things that were going on in the news of being so scared to say anything because being being scared to say the wrong thing, wanting to show support, but also wanting to listen, wanting to like, you know, there's so many pieces in that. And there's a lot of things that are just similar to that um, scenario that are happening now, just with like five or six different, uh, different subjects. And so if there are things that you're like, I want to talk about this, but I'm scared because maybe it's not PC or it could be taken a certain way. I'd say this comes down to one, knowing if it has anything to do with your brand or where you really stand. And if it really matters to you, if you want to have people unfollow you because of it, because you're like, Hey, this is so important to me that if they're not following me, it's fine. You need to be able to own that. But the other part is being able to sit back and take the criticism. And even if people unfollow you, being able to learn from it, we've seen so many people in our space and people who are 
have big followings, leaders who've said something and got attacked for it and maybe had a bunch of unfollows. And I was just talking to Jill right before this about someone in our space that made a post that was funny, but not funny to a lot of people. And I was watching yesterday, literally just thinking, this is kind of a popcorn thing. Let's see what she does. And then I just looked and she left it up and then made an apology. And, you know, there's a lot of people that have made that have jumped to apologies too soon on certain issues. There are people who haven't said anything and just pretended like nothing happened. But I think ultimately, if you want to continue to grow as a leader, if you wanted to continue to grow as your influence, is if you do make those kind of posts, you're scared and the thing happens. Like, let's just say you did say the thing, you realize like, oh, that was foot and mouth or it's not, it didn't come across how I thought it was. You'd still have options and you have an opportunity to learn from it. You have an opportunity to you know, apologize in a humble way. You have apology, you have an opportunity to make things different, make things right. I think that one of the, the crappier things about cancel culture that I've seen is not allowing people to be human and allow space for change and learning. And I really believe that there, that people can change, that people can learn. I think there's, I definitely think there's people who are just putting out apologies for PR stunt and making sure they're protecting their image. And you can usually tell, um, but most people listening to this show, I would say don't have, they're not like the million followers and up. And so at this point you probably would have like a PR person to tell you to shut your mouth or whatever. But I think that nothing is going to be permanent. Um, you know, there there's impact your words can make, um, but you can learn. And so part of it is just going, instead of saying nothing, say something. And if you mess up, admit you messed up, try to learn where you went wrong and then try to do better. So, you know, I had personally really struggled with this last year. There was a lot of things that I was like, yikes, I don't know what to say right now. I don't, I just was silent for quite a bit. Um, And I had a lot of conversations with friends on the back end about what was going on so that I could learn and make sure, and and I'm not going to say make sure, because I could still fuck up. That's for damn sure. And I'm sure I will. Um, But if you are scared about certain things, um, talking about whatever the topic happens to be, because there's a a lot of them right now is maybe have conversations privately. So you feel like you can understand better. And Mm -hmm. then again, if you do mess up, know that there's an opportunity to fix it. And then you don't have to worry so much about, oh my God, I can't say this one thing, or I can't talk about this topic because I'm going to mess it all up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no, I was going to say that. I mean, I don't know that it really is like a mess up. I feel like that's like, just as said, there's like a right way and a wrong way. I don't think there's a right way and a wrong way. So I don't think it's more like, oops, I like, like, I did the bad thing. I think sometimes we're like the, the sort of morality of right and wrong, good and bad. Like I think sometimes we can get really, get really sort of caught up in that. Um, but I do think that having a more like seeing all the angles, that's why I like that you mentioned, like talking, having separate conversations. So I might be sitting at home, not talking to anyone and being like, masks are bullshit. Like this is ridiculous because I am a business owner, right? I'm not, I don't have like a brick and mortar, but I can't imagine what some of these business owners are going through right now, trying to like stay afloat and like pay their people and whatever. So it's, it would be easy for me to just like fast and quick jump on the like anti-mask train. And there's been times where I'm like, master bullshit, I'm tired of wearing this fucking piece of this cloth on my face, but there's more to it, right? There's more to it. So having conversations and realizing what impact that if we do like, and I don't know what the right answer is. I think this is me just like kind of talking through all the angles. I know for me, I care about humanity. I care about, you know, um, 
I care about health, obviously. And to me, at the end of the day, wearing a little piece of cloth over my face for like when I'm out for 5% of the day is not a big fucking deal if we can help like help people, right? I think there's a lot of turmoil around like how long and like, is there an even end inside? And these, these leaders don't know what the fuck they're doing. And like, there's a lot, but it, we could easily just sit in our tiny bubble make our decision and then blast it on social. And to me, that feels a little irresponsible. Mm-hmm. I think have trying to see all the angles in any issue to the best of your ability without getting fired up. Like, yeah, are certain things an inconvenience? Yeah, my favorite, you know, coffee shop closed or whatever. Like, I mean, stupid stuff like that. But at the end of the day, can it help? Like, can it help people that are most vulnerable, right? At the end of the day, I'm like, cool. I have, I have an option, an opportunity to support something where there are people who don't have the resources, opportunities, things that I have. Right. So at the end of the day, like, what's my choice going to be now, if you're not, if you don't know what that is and you feel like you can't have that conversation in an eloquent sort of like way that acknowledges all the angles, then maybe you do shut your, your mouth for now. Right. Like maybe it's just like, not, you don't like, and honestly, this is where I, I kind of come down on things is that's not my expertise and my job and my business isn't based on my opinion. It's based on the things I'm an expert in. And so I think for me, a lot of times, especially when it comes to this conversation is going in a different direction, but when it comes down to using my platform, I think for things that are outside my expertise, I don't do that in any realm. I don't do that outside. I don't even, it's not like, oh, I'm not going to talk about social justice. I'm not going to talk about politics. It's like, I don't do that shit. I'm not talking about, you know, equestrian or like something <laughs> that is like not my area of expertise. So I think that just filtering through all of those considerations. And then deciding. But when it comes down to who you are as a fucking person, like when it comes down to who you are as a person, what are your lines in the sand? What are your personality traits? What are the, what are your principles, right? What are your value systems? What's your, what are your core values? I think that the people following you, the people working with you, the people who are closest to you deserve to know those things. And sharing those things can be really vulnerable, right? They can be really vulnerable. And it's all okay to say on certain issues, you know what? I'm I'm not really sure what I think on that yet, mm-hmm. right? I'm not really sure what I think on that yet. And that's a really honest response. And to me, that's a trustworthy response. I'm not going to pretend like I have all the fucking answers but I'm going to share that I'm unsure. And I don't know is a fine place to be sitting in some of these things. Oh my gosh. Uh, the people that can say, I don't know, I always have a lot more trust for than people who bullshit totally. uh, fake answer. Yes. And it's funny because I remember when I first started in fitness, I felt like I needed to have the answers and I would never bullshit. But I, first couple of times I said, I don't know. I remember going, I'm not <gasps> sure, but I'm going to get back to you. I'll right. find out. And I like spend all night researching and trying to find <laughs> the answers. Cause I yep. felt like I needed to know, but I realized that by me doing that accidentally created the trust from people that they were like, okay, cool. And people would ask me questions that I think it's funny too. I think they would ask me questions, maybe even not knowing I know didn't know, just expecting me to come up with it and like do the research. Cause I was the person who would go home and just find out the answers and then come back and go, okay, I got the answer for you now and just learn so much. And I don't think that's necessary to do. Like you could say, I don't know, and not even worry. And about then that's the it. And it's like, I'm not the person for that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what, you know, and like, there's yes. other people who know the things that you don't know. Yeah. And I, I did get to that point where I go, this is, you know, I could be a referral source, but I think it builds so much trust when you can 
be a referral, go, you know what you know, you know what you don't know. And you can refer to people who go, you know, this person probably has a really great answer and I trust them. So finding people that you trust who are also doing this same type of thing, meaning that they are telling who they are, you know who they are, so you can trust them and you could give a solid referral. You're able to build more trust within yourself too. And it's, you know, this online place is just, it's an interesting space. You get to decide what you share and don't you share. Um, you don't get to decide how people take it. So you can put up so many things about and, and pour your heart out and give everything that you have. And someone could think you're selfish, you're greedy, you're doing something wrong. And that's on them. That's like their own stuff that's coming up, their own mirror, their triggers, and just ultimately realizing that you can't control the perception of any, you can't control your perception that people have of you to anyone, not your parents, not your partner, not some rando stranger named Sally in Kansas. It's so hard, right? That's the thing is, especially as like, you know, broadcasters on social media. And even if you don't have a large audience, like you're still like, if you post something like you're broadcasting that you're going, this is my, this is my opinion. This is my, this is how I would recommend doing that thing. This is what I think. And we blast it out to hundreds, if not thousands of people. And then we kind of like hold our breath. Right. And we go, and this is like the ultimate in self-trust to me, this is the ultimate in self-trust to go, you know what? Some people will like it. Some people won't like it. Some people won't even fucking see it or they'll be neutral to it. And can I handle that? Right. Can I handle any of those responses? And, you know, Danny and I work with people who are like just building their online business. And this is some of the hardest stuff for them is drawing a line, in the sand, you know, and it's not even just like, to me, sharing your expertise is like kind of the most benign version of it. Cause it's like, dude, it's just fucking facts. Right. It's just like, how is someone getting it? But then once you start sharing your personality, Danny and I have talked about this on separate episodes where we like kind of made the conscious decision to cuss online. Like that was kind of a, a line in the sand. And there's still people that I get. That's probably the one thing that I get the most pushback on is, you know, I could take you more seriously if you didn't swear, or it makes you sound stupid, or you're so smart, your content's so great, but I just, I have to, I can't stand the swearing or like, I love your stuff, but the, and I hate that that takes away for some people, but I'm also unwilling to change it, you know? And so you have to have those things where you go, I know what worst case scenario is, and I'm actually fine with it. It's like Gary V says, you're offended by my swearing. I'm offended that you're offended at my swearing. <laughs> so it's like, everyone has their personal yeah. preference. Yeah. And this goes for us consumers as well. You know, like the idea that we have a say in how someone else shows up on social media is ridiculous being like, they should do it this way. Like I've literally had people say, you know, this would have more impact if you use this word instead of that word. And I'm literally like, you understand this is my platform, right? <laughs> and this is how I decided to put words in order. So as consumers, we might have a way that we would have preferred that the person explain that or teach that or write that, but that's why you have your own platform, right? Like go and create a Facebook group all about your thing. That would be amazing. And we'll yes. see if people show up for that. And so at the end of the day, you really have to just trust yourself and try to, like we talked about earlier, see all the angles, see as many angles as you possibly can. And that's why I think it's harder in the beginning, because oftentimes you just don't see all the angles yet. You haven't had a clinical experience. You haven't been around long enough. So that's where it feels the most quote risky. Now I think Danny and I are like, yeah, I hate when there's friction. I hate when there's things that pop up, but at the same time, I know I could handle it because I have reps now. Yeah. I think a big change that I've seen in myself is I used to try to win people back. 
Mm. or try, or try to explain myself like, well, yes, I did say, don't be a bitch, but I don't mean like, don't be a bitch, bitch, like a fucking, <laughs> like a cunt kind of bitch. Like, don't be <laughs> a bitch. Like what you're doing right now that you're messaging me that you don't like the word bitch, but <laughs> it's, I used to, I feel like I tried to used to win, win people back or explain like, this is why I said that. And now I right. just go to give like a business lesson. You're like, yeah, no. like, here's thumbs up for you. And <laughs> by Sharon. Dude, that's the best. <laughs> like, honestly, we were talking about this the other day, like the most like passive aggressive response. Just give it a thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> just, well, you know what? It's weird. It's kind of like the last episode we recorded where like you could put something up and it just happens to be like the one thing that's going to trigger the one person. And like, all of a sudden you could be anybody, right? Like they're pre-mad, they're ready to fucking go. And that's not about you. You know, it's obviously, so, and it's, this is, I want to share that this is a fucking risk you take, right? This is the risk you take for being able to grow an amazing platform where 99% of the time it's amazing. And you meet so many incredible people and you have amazing relationships and amazing friendships. And you like Danny and I met on the internet, right? So like there, the upside is so much bigger than the risk, but for whatever reason, the negativity bias we just only think about the things that could go wrong, right? Mm-hmm. We only think about a client right now who has a huge following, been giving away a shitload of content for years, built a huge, massive platform. And she's asking people to buy something for $35. And she's literally like, so just can like, is so stuck being able to ask for $35. And she's like, what if people think I'm making, I want to make money. I'm like, you do you want do. to make money. That's the whole <laughs> yeah. point is get the $35, right? It's fine because their life is going to be transformed. Yeah. Look at how much great, amazing, life-changing value you've given for $0, right? So it's it's this whole mental shift. So if you're in those first couple of years, realize that, but also this extends, you know, obviously past social media too. I really want all of us to feel more free to let those in our life see the full us. Because mm-hmm. then we know that if they're around and I'm, I'm fortunate, I think you are too, I'm fortunate to have a handful of people in my life who literally know everything about me and are super safe people to go to and don't judge me and hold space and all those things. And will tell me to it straight, tell it to me straight. Like that's a huge gift, but it's only because I've taken the quote risk to ask them to hold space. Mm, it's so true. And it's so good. And it is a completely different, it shifts your relationship so much when you can be that. And it's scary, you know, letting do it, sharing those little stories about yourself, sharing those quirks about yourself, sharing those things that you think are weird or unlovable or disgusting or whatever you've self-judged on it and opening up about them to someone and seeing <laughs> it's so funny. There's certain things that are kind of just like a shoulder shrug where in our heads, they're so big and to someone else, they're like, Oh, okay, cool. And it can be such a relief. There can be a lot of stuff you're carrying around that you don't need to be carrying around just because you've created some crazy story about it. And I don't mean crazy, but just, you've created a story about it. That's made it a lot worse. And there's so much peace that can come from just being able to be you, let your weirdness out, let your freak flag fly. Freak fly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And letting people just go, Hey, this is cool. And maybe even, and more, more often than not is go, Oh my gosh, me too. Yeah, or I've had totally. that same thought or I have that same kind of thing. And it's really, really 
fascinating to go like you thought you were alone. And this is Jill and I have said this from the beginning, from our very first episode, when we shared about the affairs, we just said, if this just helps one person feel less alone, then it's worth it. And I find that more often than not, when we share these scary things or share the weird things or the quirky things or unique things, it usually helps two people feel less alone. The person who is finally able to share it and the person who hears it and says like, me too. And I think it's, it's doing a service to everyone and to yourself, because the other piece of that is if the person that you're sharing with isn't able to handle it or hold space, then it gives you more information about that relationship. And that's okay too. It doesn't mean it broke the relationship. It just means maybe it's not as deep as you wanted it to be or thought it could be, or maybe it's just not the right person or the information to share with them. And that's totally fine. But information is powerful and sharing those kind of things. I don't think it's ever the a mistake. It's just now you have more information. Yeah. It's a discernment technique. I love that. And yeah. And not everyone's going to be on the same page and that's okay. And it doesn't mean again, to your point, it doesn't mean like, Hey, we're not gonna be friends. It just means like, maybe I'll just like relegate you to like the next level out. Right. Like instead of just being like in that close knit circle, maybe it's like the second circle out and that's not a punishment. It's just like, cool. I see that maybe we're like not the same, or maybe it's not as safe to show that side of my personality here. So love this conversation. Um, Obviously we went on a winding road on this episode, but wanted to essentially just riff on let whoever think whatever, which I think is a nice soundbite, but again, there's there's a lot more to it and a lot um, of courage that has to happen in order for that to, to, for you to really do that. So intellectually we can know, okay, I know I need to, but like in real time, when the rubber meets the road, when there's an opportunity to reveal something that feels vulnerable, it feels scary. What do you choose? And this doesn't have to be necessarily online. This can be in a you know relationship. In a, and there's definitely been some things that I've shared with Danny that's fucking embarrassing, you know? Like, I mean, but I'm like, she's my best friend and like, I need fucking help. And like, let's see if she can hold it down. And like, I'm lucky that she's always been able to, but dude, there's, there's some shit you don't want to fucking tell your best friend, you know? Yeah, like you want yeah. them to see you a certain way. You want them to be proud of you and whatever. But if you can't share with your best, best friend, then it's just going to stay inside. And that's going to be even, that's way worse, you know? So if I don't you know. can't it, share with your best, best friend, how are you going to share with your doctor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why that came to my head, but right. <laughs> no, doctors are definitely not safe to fucking so, share with. They will judge the fuck out of you. Oh my God. There's certain like, things you're like, I know. Are I you practicing it. protection? I'm yeah. like, I've been yeah. with my boyfriend for three years. Yeah. We wear condoms every time. Yeah. I'm like, mm, this is probably <laughs> yeah. something I should see a doctor for, but I don't want to tell the doctor why. <laughs> the worst. Okay. Oh my gosh. All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for uh, listening. Appreciate you guys. And uh, would love if you are interested in this episode and this kind of content, you guys want to see more content, you can always shoot us a DM at the Best Life Podcast on Insta. You can jump into our closed Facebook group. Thebestlifepodcast.com is our website. There's a link to get in there. We've had a lot of people joining lately. And also, if you love this episode and you guys are so great about this, would love if you took a quick screenshot, maybe right now, and then just threw it up onto your Instagram stories, tag us. We always regram you guys. And it just means the most to us when you share with your family and friends. So thank you. Love it. Oh, I have, one, I have one request. If y'all could get five friends to follow us on Instagram, because we just did our clothing sale <laughs> and we're losing lots of people because we're massively posting. So let's get some cool people though cool people like you make sure your friends that you like you know they'd like us we know we know we like you so those kind of friends and ask them to we'll ask them to listen first and then have us have us you know follow us too 
Yeah. Okay. Mm. That's my request. <laughs> well, speaking right. of being your true self, we definitely lost like a good 60, 70 followers today. And you know what? We're okay with it. We're fine. We'll get We're, them back. Love it. All, All right, right, y'all. Have a Bye. good one. We'll talk to you soon. Bye guys. Bye.